All right. Well, hey, Stacy, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, thank you so much for being on This is 50, Freedom Through Passion. Um, I'm really excited. This is actually, to be honest, our second time trying to record because I have yeah. such terrible internet <laughs> down here in Mexico. Um, so yeah, so thank you for coming on again. Um, I want to kind of just j- get right into your story because you have a great story. I've been, fo- you and I met on actually Instagram, believe yes. it or not. We started following each other and actually we became sort of Instagram friends and it's been wonderful getting to, to know you better through Instagram, um, watching your stories. Uh, it's super awesome. You are the epitome of a woman that is a hustler that gets out there mm. and is really trying to stand up this freedom. Um, through her side hustle, and I'm going to get all into that, and we're going to talk a lot about that. So, um, first of all, tell tell the audience who you are, where where you live, wh- what you do today, and a little bit about um, maybe some of your history on on um, some of your business ventures. Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Stacy Panacidi. I'm 51. I'll be 52 in April, which I still can't really wrap my head. Around. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I mean, I look at my children, and then that's the only time I'm like, "Wow, I really am a grown up now." Mm-hmm. Um, I live in New Jersey. I live in the house that I grew up in because I care for my aging mother who has needs some extra help. So I sold my house a year and a half ago, and um, I only lived like a mile from her anyway. But it was just here every single day, and moved my family in. So that's been an interesting experience having all different generations under one roof. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and uh, living in the house that I've lived in my almost my entire life, all my neighbors from like my, my mother's house down the street are all original neighbors too, who've known me since I'm a year old. Wow. Yes, it's, it's an unusual place to live because most blocks don't have everybody that was original for 50 no. years. Yeah, we have our own little aging community here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm the youngest. So at 52, I'm 52 almost, I'm the youngest on this block. So now you have two boys, right? I have two boys. And both are off to college or? Um, Both are done with college. So my oldest, Tyler, is 25 and he works for Merce, the shipping company and logistics. Mm -hmm. And he works from home, which is great. So he's a big help to me with my mom if I'm not around. And my younger son just graduated from Rowan in December. And he's actually editing a podcast for a professional baseball player so he's very oh, excited yeah, very yeah cool. it's really very cool. cool yeah so now so one is still one is back living with you or are they both living back uh, with you? one hmm. is moving back home in may when this well he's living by school still to finish off some internships there and then he'll be back home so we will be a total full house in may <laughs> and i was an empty nester like at, <laughs> when covid hit i was an empty nester so i've gone yeah. completely backwards in time <laughs> all right well and that's exactly what i want to talk about so so you are currently working right now during the day um, for a marketing company. I'll let you go into a little bit more explanation there. But you also have a side hustle, and that is primarily, well, that is exactly what you talk about on your Instagram, which is makeup. And you've had this love for makeup since you were little, and the whole moving back in with your mother, and I, it's such a great story. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your day job, okay. and then the side hustle that you're standing up, which I think you're doing an amazing job job so far yeah thank you so my day job i sell promotional products so anything with a logo on it for corporate companies or corporate programs events uh, conferences that kind of stuff and i do love that i just 
love working for me better. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I started doing the side hustle, which is Saint Makeup. It's a cream foundation. Um, I was totally inspired by my mom when I moved in here because she would come down every day with her makeup on and I was still in that COVID mindset, having no makeup, sweatpants, you know, every yeah, single day. Like all of us. Like, she's getting dressed, she's doing her makeup every day, and I am miserable, fat, and ugly. No. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna get back into makeup. And I went back to Sephora and Ulta looking for, you know, foundation again. And I just felt like my skin had changed. Um, I don't know if it was menopause or aging or, but I was not happy with anything. And then I saw someone on Instagram doing Saint Makeup, which was like all those dots blending it. And they were all much younger than me. So I thought everything looks good on these gorgeous young girls. And then I saw someone my age and she looked gorgeous. So I, I ordered it. The minute I tried it, I'm like, this is for me. I'm a makeup junkie. I I love, I just love all the colors. I love walking into even a stationery store. I love markers and crayons and lipsticks. I mean, you know, that's like my, uh, the creative part of me. And so as soon as I tried Saint, I'm like, I'm going to sell this. This is going to be one day my main hustle and my work will be my side hustle because I just really just want to get back to the freedom of doing something just for me and my own business and not working for other people anymore. So Exactly. And so yeah. tell me the model of Saint. So it's, you, it's you a multi-level it- marketing company. Yeah. Um, what I love about it is that there is no inventory that you have to hold. There's no minimum of what you have to sell. So you could go on and like, just, I guess you could just buy it for yourself. There is a back office fee, so I don't know if that would pay unless you're using a lot of makeup. But it felt like a very minimal risk for me, and I really 100% love the product and believe in it and think it's really fantastic makeup. Um, and then, you know, you can get people on your team under you. I have, like, a whole upline of people. I have sideline sisters. I just met up with a whole bunch of girls from New Jersey who are not on my team at all. We just all live in the same state and we're able to get together. So it's it's a really nice community on top of just being a business. It's a community of all like-minded women hustlers, which I love. Yeah, and, and that's actually – so you bring up some really great points there because when I think about women who are in their 50s, 60s, and they're sort of looking to like, you know what, it's time to actually start fulfilling purpose and what I'm passionate. And we know that purpose is really what you're passionate about and doing all the things that you are really, really love to do. And somewhere along the line that, you know, goes into other people and and you help and you impact other people's lives. So for you, you had this love for makeup, always mm. have, and you ended up finding um, an opportunity in Saint to be able to start a business without all of that startup cost, right? Yes. So like you said, you're not having to carry an inventory, you don't have to create products, and you probably end up getting a lot of marketing support and ideas on how to market yourself. Um, but then you also mentioned the community. And that's one thing that I definitely know um, that most women in their 50s, and I think everybody, but I think, you know, this podcast is about women in, you know, 50 and over, and how to find a community, not just in your your physical life, mm. but even in your online life. You know, you and I have never met, but we end up talking maybe at least once or twice a week just yeah. through Instagram. So this, this sense of community. So 
break that down a little bit. So you, you started saying, you, you thought, okay, I found this makeup. I, I tried it out myself. And then how did you start to research into the company as a, as an opportunity to actually create a side hustle? Um, you know what? I don't know if it's so much research anything as much as just, you know, on Instagram, TikTok, finding other people. Um, once you become an artist, then they link you to all these different artist groups for like, you know, whatever images you need for social media or training. So there's just so many avenues of meeting people. They have also like, um, they have an incentive trip that, you know, if you do a certain amount so you can meet those people in person, they also have like a, I guess it's a training trip that's coming up in April, which unfortunately I'm not going to, it's just the timing's not right. But so they, they kind of put you in touch with all these different um, pieces of like that community. Plus my upline has her Facebook group. And so the more you speak to people, the more you post, the more you talk, you just start communicating. And I feel like people who are doing like a multi-level marketing, it's just a different kind of hustle than like my friends from home. I mean, I love my friends from home. I love to go out to dinner with them and lunch, but they don't want to talk business. They don't want to talk like ideas. Of yeah. How do you know, how do you get people to interact on social media? How do you get, you know, um, comments and likes and shares and then, you know, grow your business. And I love that this community is women that are, I could talk to about those things that are interested in that stuff because I feel like exactly. someone just want to retire and get their nails done. And yes, I do want that one day, <laughs> but I want right now. I like, I like the excitement of building a business. I, I do love that whole, you know, planning your marketing, planning your, you know, your budget for everything. How are you going to put yourself out there? How are you going to sell this? What, what do your clients want to know? What can you teach them? What can you share and what will get people involved? And it's a different mindset than just a regular, I think, just a regular person. So I, yeah. I love that my community all feels the way I do. Like when I got together with these girls, we sat and talked, okay, if we met once a month together, what can we do together that would be beneficial for all of us? What can we all learn from each other? And honestly, being from all different uh, uplines in St. Makeup, we're all learning really different strategies. And so it's so nice to even be able to talk about those strategies together and have someone who's interested in learning something you know I, yeah sorry go ahead Keep going. so i because uh, i just i love learning i do i love i feel like i i hated school when i was in school and i did not graduate college i dropped out but now i love to learn anything mm -hmm. i'm like oh you know i what, what are you doing how do you do that i i want to know everything i want to know all the things i want to be able to um I guess grow with the times. It's like, you know, social media is a whole different way of selling than Absolutely. the way I have worked my entire life selling. So exactly. it's really interesting crossing over from like in-person selling things to online selling things. And because I work from home, I don't really see people. So my only method of selling my makeup really is online. I'm not a realtor. I don't work in a salon. I, I don't, I'm not a teacher. I don't, I don't see and interact with anybody yeah. <laughs> except for my family. <laughs> So when you, okay, so let's take a step back. So when you, when you looked at Saint, you realized this is makeup for you. You, you, you understood that it was an MLM, multi-level marketing yeah. uh, organization. There's a stigma associated with multi-level marketing. Did you ever come across that in your mind? 
Um, I did have that, feel that stigma um, because there's so many people in my area selling different things, a lot of diet programs and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But I also saw some of these women making a lot of money selling this stuff. And honestly, I feel like every single influencer is basically a multi-level marketer. They're selling something for somebody. They may not be, may not be their business, their product. Maybe they're, they're promoting things for a million different brands, but they're doing the same thing. So I do think that stigma is starting to go away. And I think the wave of the future is going to be multi-level marketing. Everybody is going to be selling something <laughs> online. Yeah, and and I've had a get, uh, I've had people on before on the show who are in other fields of what would you would call multi-level marketing. And I think they're calling it social retail. Oh, um, I haven't heard that, that yet. That's yeah, yeah, that kind of sort of takes away the stigma. But regardless, I, I do see it as an opportunity if you're looking to start a side hustle and you really want to try to find something that you're passionate about. But you don't want all of that startup costs and the product development and, and the marketing starting from scratch. It yeah. is definitely a great opportunity. Yeah. And you don't have to answer this next question, but I'm hoping you will. What type of level of income? Cause you said, I see a, these, a lot of these Saint women making a lot of money. Um, I want you to say two things. One is what do you mean by your upstream? Is that what you called it? The upstream? Uh, upline. So upline, upline. Okay. And then also, what type of revenue can you actually make as a part-time person? Like how much time commitment does it take to get into something like this to actually make a decent a level of income that you could actually then quit your nine to five? Yeah. I'm, well, my upline is the woman I signed up under. So okay. she is, I guess, I kind of consider her my mentor, not so much my upline because mm -hmm. she's kind of teaching me the business. She's been in this incident for, I think, four years. And when I joined, she showed me her back office. And I hope she doesn't kill me for this. But she was making well over six figures selling wow. makeup. It changed her life. Um, mm -hmm. And she also got into it right during, you know, she right before COVID. So I feel like COVID really helped that whole online business for people. I'm kind of at the end part of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going into it with the mindset of this is going to happen tomorrow. I feel like, but I do have the mindset that it will happen. It's just like anything else in life, you have to put the time and the effort and nothing happens overnight. So, uh, I mean, whatever extra you're making, like if you're making an extra $300 a month, that's, you know, how much more a year, what does that help you pay for? I mean, for me, I like to get my nails done. I like to get Botox. I spend a ton on hair products. I yep. like to get a blowout. All those extra things that I don't have to feel guilty about spending on right now, to me, makes it worth whatever time I'm investing. But big picture, I want to be where she is and be making six figures and give up my main job or keep my main job as a side hustle. I kind of look at it as like, all right, I have a four-year plan. If she could do this in four years then I can do this in four years. And that's not a lot of time. Um, but I think a lot of people don't have that mindset. They want the instant gratification. Right. I want it now. And nothing in life is going to be like that. There's no magic pill to make that happen unless you win the lottery. You know, so um, I signed up for this um, marketing program that I think it was like, I don't know if it was maybe a thousand dollars to do, like just to learn online marketing. And for me, well, I'm, you know, that'd be a big investment for me with Saint because I'm only not even a year in. Um, but they had like a monthly payment on it. 
and on Saint pays you on like a Saint credit card, so you can take the money out of that card if you want. So I just put that marketing program on that card. It's like ninety-seven dollars a month for ten months, something like that. Yeah. And I thought I'm going to invest in myself and invest in the time to learn. And you know, you can't expect something out of it if you put nothing into it. Mm -hmm. So I'm. I feel like I'm putting in the time. I'm putting in the effort. I'm trying to learn everything I can so that I can grow to the point. But I also have the, you know, know that it's not going to be overnight and I'm willing to continue to put the time in and I, cause I know the results will come. You just, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of people think you, you know, you put yourself on social media. Next thing you know, brands are paying you, people are sending right. you free stuff. <laughs> um, and I do a hundred percent know you can make a living doing that. I just think it's just not an overnight process. So you have to be totally yeah. Let's back up a little bit again with the the course. So, and and I think this is what does hold a lot of people back is the fact that they may think that they don't have the skills. Yes. So you know they they you know there's when you you look at something and you're you know you're analyzing like even through my Encore Life Academy program, you know we go through we do a skills mapping we we, we identify all the skills and. I get a lot of, I don't have any skills, Lynette. And I think to myself, are you kidding me? There's so many skills, especially in our fifties, as we, you know, have gained all of this knowledge and it's really helpful to sort of go through that exercise and, but yet have people help you identify the gaps. So you realize, you know, makeup was always your thing. You, you knew that online was going to be the platform for you, but you had no idea how to even record a reel, any, you know, but you, you started, you were doing these lives when I first met you. And I thought, holy cow, this is wonderful. This woman has so much confidence to put herself out there. So I want, I want, I want you to talk a little bit about finding that confidence to put yourself out there. Cause there's days you're, you're not wearing any makeup. You're doing your makeup. You're, you know, you're sometimes you're crying. Like there's vulnerability behind your yeah. lives as well, which is, which is wonderful um and then and then what made you realize uh like what skill like the skills that you need and and are there other skills that you need to collect along the way but that never really held you back well that's a lot of questions let me think so, sorry it's okay so i i it's hard to do it is hard to put myself out there without makeup and i it's funny i have no problem getting on with no makeup and doing my makeup but I don't like to do like a story with no makeup. I feel like oh, I just look, I, I look better with makeup. It just makes a big difference. <laughs> and I, and I, so I feel like it's good that you could see what I really look like and then the transformation. So when I'm doing it, um, I'm trying really hard to put myself out there more during stories when I don't have makeup, because just because I sell makeup doesn't mean I have makeup on all the time either. So there are days right. I don't want to put on my makeup still, or, you know, it's a weekend and it's two o'clock and I haven't put my makeup on. Now I'm not sharing anything. So I feel like do I, I have to share with my makeup off. It's, it is hard. Um, and I also have felt like I will not use a filter at all because I feel like mm -hmm. it doesn't do the makeup justice if you can't see what it really Agreed. looks like without a filter. So it's a, it's like a, a constant battle internally of, will I put myself out there without makeup? Um, in terms of vulnerability, I always feel like I get the best response when I'm my truest self and I don't mm -hmm. hold back. And it's very hard to do that. I, I always feel like I am afraid to say certain things because of certain people that watch my stories that are family members maybe and don't want to hear certain things or 
Um, I don't want to hurt anybody by saying certain things. But when I do say the truth and be my 100% authentic self, I get the best feedback and the best response. So um, I do try to really not hold back. And, uh, and for the most part in my real life, I am a what you see, what you get. I'd say exactly how I feel. Yeah. It's probably why a lot of my family doesn't like me because if there's an issue, <laughs> I say it right off the bat. I will just flat out, you know, address the problem. So I think that's also just part of who I am naturally. Um, and even as a child, like uh, I would put on shows in my house. I, you know, if we went someplace and there was a wait, I would take the stand at the restaurant and get behind it. Like that was my podium and talk to the whole restaurant. Oh, that's so fun. Somewhere that's just in me. Um, and then I had a, a business, a scrapbooking business back in the early 2000s. And I had to do a lot of, um, I did a lot of scrapbook teaching. So I, I traveled all over the world teaching how to scrapbook. I did Home Shopping Network. I did some PBS shows. So I have always just kind of been putting myself out there in one way or another. And um, yeah, so I just yeah, feel no. like, you know, yeah, no, it's amazing. And and then now in terms of the skills. Yes. So how what how did you know that's because you you have um like you have your mentor you said in, yes. in the same business, but was she were they telling you like get out there, take some marketing courses, or did you just sort of know that that was gonna be something that you're gonna need to Well, she was sending like newsletters and other things that I was like, How do I do this? What happens if someone signs up under me? What am I supposed to send them? What if I have an you know, an artist, how do I train them? And I just realized like in the fifties we were at the end of that computer age starting. So my knowledge of computers is okay, but it's not like my kids. And I knew I just needed to improve the skills in that area and also to just make things easier. Everything was a struggle. If I wanted to do something in Instagram and it needed a cover, and I needed to go to Canva. I don't know how to use Canva. I don't know how to use this. So every single step was five more steps of learning something, which right. was very frustrating and time consuming. Um, and so I was just searching for how do I, how do I learn this? How do I simplify this? Who can help me do this faster? And also where can I outsource things that I just can't do? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I knew, I knew I needed. I help. love all of that, you know, and that, you know, that, that those struggles, those like, oh, those challenging times are when mo most people will give up. Yeah. So, you know, good for you for, you know, keeping going and, you know, finding these courses. Cause there's a thousand, like there's gotta be, somebody said something like, you know, it's a billion dollar business, these online courses and stuff like that. And I it know is. I'm guilty too of buying a lot of courses. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, just to get to kind of where we're at today. So you talked a little bit about your scrapbooking company. Um, and I know that that was uh, a business that was, uh, quite successful for you, but then sort of came to a bit of a troubled moment. So I want to, I want to talk a bit about that because I think for us in our fifties, sixties, whatever, we can tend to think of our past experiences and they can be roadblocks for moving forward. So talk a little bit about your scrapbooking business and, uh, how you sort of, you know, sometimes does that ever come into your mind a little bit about, um, holding you back? Does it ever hold you back? Um, it did hold me back for a while because it was a tremendous success out of nowhere. I was just scrapbooking for my kids and I loved it. As I said, I love markers and pens and crayons. So it just fed into that creative part of me. And I have always been a tremendous 
picture taker. Still am. My phone is filled with <laughs> beyond a million pictures of my family. So it was just something that I just loved. Um, and at the time when I started that, it was like just on a, on a fluke. I started a company with like matching buttons to match scrapbook papers because my dad was in the button business doing buttons dyed to match clothing. And I thought, why can't we do buttons dyed to match paper? And it just took off and exploded and then came crashing down with the housing market and scrapbook stores closing. And it was so devastating to me to fail um, that for a really long time, I didn't want to try anything that would be my own business because I didn't want the responsibility of having to support other people. You know, I had people who worked for me that I had to let go. You know, my whole business closed. My whole life totally fell apart from that. And I was young and, you know, took it as a personal failure, devastated about it. But with all the years that have gone by, I have the perspective of time to look back and say, what an experience. I traveled the world. I got to go to all these places, meet all these people. And so what I failed, if I didn't try, I would have never had anything. Right. So you have to still put yourself back out there. And I think a lot of the mistakes were out of my control. And a lot of the mistakes were just young and not knowing like how to get rid of inventory, how to sell off goods when things get old. And you only learn that from experience. What I love about Saints is I don't have any of that. I don't have to worry about the inventory. I don't have to worry about, you know, the cost of goods and bringing things in and um, even find sourcing production, sourcing products. I mean, I was doing all of that with that company. And it was, it was a lot, again, which also fed into my love of learning because I went to China. I learned how to source things. I, I learned so many different things, but I, I don't want all that responsibility anymore. So... Mm-hmm. Um, but it it has taken me a good 15 years, honestly, to put myself back out from that, the pain of that experience. Because when it, when it failed, it failed like an explosion. Right. <laughs> you know? So it's hard to take that chance and put yourself back out there and, and have people say what they want to say. I just, the best part of being in your 50s, I don't care what people say anymore. It's exactly. just not my problem. Oh my God, that's not so my true. Problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I know. You know I'm going to do me. And if you don't like it, Bye-bye. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, you can always know. unfollow me or, yeah. you know, exactly. You don't In have fact, to be part I, of my I world. I like when people unfollow me now. I'm like, oh, good. You're not who I want to be with. You're not, you know, That's if you right. don't, if you're not interested in what I'm doing, move on. There's a million other people. And I want the people who like what I like, are interested in what I'm interested in. And um, I just don't care what people think anymore. It's, that's really the best part of aging. You just, you realize it's not important. Yeah, no, exactly. So um, I want to talk a little bit about um, just the saint makeup and giving some uh, some sort of makeup tips. So okay. the the I I do know that on your reels and and people can go to your social media and we'll we'll give your social media in the show notes of the of the podcast. But you know you you talk about doing this sort of the makeup facelifts and stuff like that, which is super cool. So if you were to um, you know meet a client for the first time, um, let's say me, okay. So you and I have talked about trying yes. to get the same makeup down to Mexico, um, and so what would you say to me? Like, how would you? What would be some of the? What would be the three products that you would you know highly recommend that I look at? Um, you know, what kind of tips would you use for me? That kind of stuff. Well, I would first ask you what you're currently using and if you're happy with it. Mm-hmm. Because if you are happy with it, then don't change your makeup. Because mm-hmm. 
you have to find a reason to want to do something different. So, um, but I, what I love about cream is that it is very moisturizing. And I feel like as we age, um, all that liquid foundation, the powders that just kind of sits in your fine lines and wrinkles where cream kind of just presses into your skin. So it's moves with your skin. It's, um, hydrating. It just has a different feel. So I think, aging and you'll see every beauty line now is putting out cream everything so even if it's not saint i think definitely try some kind of cream makeup so tell me okay so i thought that liquid and cream would be similar in stuff okay this is interesting it's it's not because liquid just kind of dries down to and it kind of sits on top of your skin instead Mm -hmm. of kind of moving with your skin and but there are like bb creams and other things that people love so it really depends on how your skin feels and how you feel in that makeup if like for me i felt like everything i put on my pores looked so much bigger my wrinkles under my eyes looked so so much wrinklier. I, I just could not find anything that was making me happy anymore. And also with, with Saint, you have to use so little makeup. It's just like, and less makeup means less sitting in those fine lines, less sitting in their wrinkles, where I feel like liquid, I was, you know, putting on just so much makeup. Everything was in layers and layers and layers. And it starts um, to feel really thick on your face. So what happens? So the, with the cream, though, the first thing I think about cream, and maybe this is like years ago, you know, I was thinking about the cream eyeshadows and how you put them on. And then, you know, not even an hour later, you've got this crease in your your eye that is like from this cream makeup. So is is that not a problem with the cream or? Um, I don't, I don't personally find it a problem with the cream. You do have to set cream makeup, even if you're using cream eyeshadow, like most of Saints eyeshadows are powder. They do have some cream, which I love, but, but most of them are powders, but I definitely like, if I do a cream eyeshadow, I set it with a setting powder and on my face, I set it with a setting spray because again, for me, well, I have dry skin and I feel like setting powder on my face just kind of settles into my lines and wrinkles again. So I use a setting spray because cream makeup will literally move all day. So that's why if you're seeing like a crease on your eyeshadow, you have to set it with a um, some sort of powder, I would okay. say. Okay. Yeah. And so um, cream foundation then, what does that mean? So I, I, I do watch you on your, your lives and you're, you're using a brush and you're, you know, you're dabbing and stuff. So how, how does that work? So it's, it, they all come in little tins. I'll show you. So they all, yeah, this is my palette. This mm-hmm. is what I really This is amazing, dirty. right? So like yes. all of your I, makeup I, is in this palette. Everything is in here. Wow. And I, when I would travel, I would literally bring a 10 pound bag of makeup. My poor husband would be schlepping this bag <laughs> of makeup, which I wouldn't even let it go under the plane because God forbid my luggage gets lost. Then what happens? Mm-hmm. So he would be in a backpack on his back, yeah. back, 10 pounds of makeup. Now it's all just like one palette. So I have like, well, these are all my cream yeah. Uh, foundations and contour and some lip and cheek colors. These are some of my eyeshadows. So everything's in one. Wow. Amazing. They, and they come in these little tins. So it's, you know, you only replace what you use. And then I just use like a little brush and I just tap it in and you just tap it on. So that tapping rather than swiping is what is just like pressing it into your skin. And you just don't need a lot. That's what's like, and it just has a glow about it. It's just a beautiful finish. Um, And the other thing that I 100% recommend to people is contour. Like those Kardashians knew what they're doing. Yeah. Contour just changes your whole face. It's unbelievable. I don't know why we were not doing this our whole lives, but 
I love the cream contour and you'll find every, all these makeup companies are coming out with them as well, but it like instantly changes and gives you, I don't know if you can see how that yep, like just gives you a little cheekbone just by adding that shadow. Wow. What, why did we not do that before? Yeah. <laughs> as you age, everything kind of goes down and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, look at that. I'm lifted again. And then I'll use like the, um, this is just like a lighter color concealer and you can do just a little line under your contour. And again, that's like an instant facelift and you could just blend this in. Where can you get a facelift without it costing you money? And yeah, having surgery? exactly. Exactly. But makeup can do all those things because it's all just a trick of the eye. Yeah. You know, it's playing with light and shadows, which again goes back to like my love of art and drawing and yeah. markers and photography, playing with light and shadows. And and just you can see the difference on this side, just doing a little bit of highlight here and here and a little contour compared to this side. So if we do figure out how to get it down to Mexico, then what? I get a lesson or, I mean, I would not even know how to even begin. I mean, I've used powder for my entire life. <laughs> so when people sign up or purchase from me, I usually send out an email, welcome email with a video of how to put it on from start to finish. And then oh, I'm always available. You'll see me on Instagram all the time. You could private message me. I'm happy to jump on a, a FaceTime with you and go over how to do it. Right. Um, and I, I try to tell people, just don't be afraid. It's just makeup. You really can't mess it up. You could blend this out to, to nothing. Like I, I tend to overblend my, my contour because I'm like, oh, is that too much? So if you feel like it's too much, you just keep blending. It's, it's not permanent. So once you get that, that fear gone that I can't really mess this up, um, you just have fun with it. And I have friends who, who use it and they're like, Stacy, I just, I just take my brush and I go like this and just spread it all over my face. I don't know what I'm doing, but it looks good. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> you can't go wrong with it. It does. That's amazing. It just always does look good. I, it's people when they try it out are always like, wow, I'm in shock. I think the hardest part of it is though, that people want to touch it and feel it in person. And that's mm -hmm. hard to do. That's what I'm still trying to learn. How do I how do I get that touch feel part of it conveyed online? Because, um, you know, I mean, they, they have a return policy. So I feel like that should take away that fear. But I think that's like the big thing that holds people back from, from real time. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And and but but I I think watching you, I have gotten more confidence in like, OK, well, what happens if I do get it? And then, you know, and then I give it a try. But I think it, yeah, I, I think just watching you gives me more confidence. Yeah. So I wanted to say that you are so passionate about this. I just, I, you're glowing, I think, because of the makeup, but I think mostly because you're just so happy and you just love everything about, uh, about what you're doing for your side hustle. And, and I, I just know within your four year time frame you're going to be doing this full time. And, the one thing um, I think about when we try to start a side hustle that we're passionate about, it does take time. Like you, you said, it's like it's the blood, sweat, tears. You've got yep. to commit to it. Um, but what about when you have a family that, you know, maybe doesn't support you or or, you know, requires a lot of your time? I know you've talked to me quite a bit a little bit about, you know, I just have no time for myself. No. Like I swear to God, my Pilates is the only freaking time, yeah. but it's true. Like you're not the only one. I mean, I, I have a bit of the luxury, I guess. I, I don't have a, a spouse and, and my kids are gone. So it's me. So I, I have the time, um, to commit to, to my work. 
um, and I don't have to worry about other people. But I think for you, how do you how do you get your family to support you? Like you're recording, we're recording this podcast on a Sunday morning when you know you probably should be still <laughs> snuggled in bed or going for a walk or going for coffee with somebody. You know, um, how do you how do you how do you manage that? And I think this is an important question because. I think it holds a lot of people back from a lot of women back from going after what they want because their spouse says, no, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be on the golf course or we're supposed to be, you know, traveling and, and vacationing. So then you need to get a new spouse. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think. Well, you trust me, a, most, a lot of them probably are thinking that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, listen, I have struggled with time management. I have uh, my mother that I take care of. My kids can't make a decision without consulting me. I don't know mm -hmm. why. I'm hoping they get better at that. And uh, I have a very busy life. But I feel like since I turned 50, I have made it a point to make a lot more time for me. Even Pilates is something I started doing in the last year and a half. And it is not cheap. And I had normal, my normal pre-50 pre life, I would have probably been like, I don't want to spend this money on myself. I, don't, I can't give mm -hmm. myself this time. My kids need me in the morning. My kids have activities or um, a tutor or something that they would always come first. And I just kind of felt like if I would do this for my kids, why would I not do this for myself? Don't I deserve that time, that attention, and whatever that cost is, just as much as they do. Happy mom, happy family. And I really just kind of flipped my attitude around about it, that Pilates, that money, that time makes me feel better than it's better for everybody here. Um, and in terms of like my side hustle, I, I really try to spend some time on Sundays. That's like my main work day. I try to tape my contents um, because Nobody really needs me on a Sunday, and I'm really fortunate that I have a husband that's 100% supportive of me, and if he wasn't, I would seriously get a new husband. I would never tolerate that. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I would never tolerate that. Uh, when I started my scrapbooking business, um, my husband was working at my dad's business, and I had said to him, do you mind if I, I'm going to see if I can sell some buttons to some paper companies. And he's like, oh, okay, how many buttons do you think these people will actually use? You do whatever you want. And I had gotten a bigger button, a button order than they had ever gotten in the garment industry wow. from me doing that. And he never questioned me ever again after that. That's good for so you. He's just a hundred percent supportive. He's like, you know, I know you, if you're, if you love this makeup and this is what you want to do, you'll find a way to make it work. And I'm supportive of you. My mother's uh, my biggest fan and biggest customer. She thinks I'm like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Awesome. So, you know, all of that really helps. And if they didn't do that for me, I would do it for myself. I would not, right. I would not let them stop me and I would do what I want to do. You have one life. And when you're already in your 50, I'm looking at the, I feel like I'm looking at the back nine. I, I don't want to have anything get in my way of what is going to fulfill me at this point and you know what I'm willing to live with and tolerate for the rest of my life because I just want that rest of my life to be happy and enjoyable. I love that. I love that. And I think you know we we that you know you're you're looking at the back nine. I that is such a great analogy and I think I've had other guests we we talked about it it's like I want to leave a legacy or an example for my kids that are you know it's more than just you know re retirement it's i don't i don't think i'm gonna ever retire to be honest i i really enjoy my work 
Um, I think my work is going to pivot, but you know, it's, it's the same thing as you. And I think what we've done for so long is put our dreams on the back burner because yes. we had to raise kids. And you said something that was really, that really resonated. And I think a hundred percent of women, we will spend our money on our kids no problem. And mm -hmm. even still to this day, if my kids needed, you know, money or whatever, I'm there for them. Right. But, you know, to drop even like for me, I've, I've said this before, you know, 10, 15, 20, $30,000 a year on hockey for my son or mm. university. You know, my daughter went to an Ivy League university. That was not cheap. I will yeah. tell you that. And, you know, she graduated with very little student loan debt, like maybe under $10,000. And the thing is, is like, do you think, you know, thinking about spending $10,000 on me was just completely like, are you kidding me? Right. I had to really think about it. Is this really what I want to do? But actually, for the first time, I did do that. And I, I, I bought myself a coach this year. So I'm super happy about that, a business coach. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's crazy how we're we afraid don't... to invest in ourselves. Or we have guilt yeah. of investing in ourselves. Guilt. We I think guilt. it's guilt. It's guilt. We we have no guilt of investing in our children, but we should not have guilt for investing in ourselves either. We're worth it. Who is saying that I can't learn or can't grow or be a better person or bring something new to this world because I'm 51? I'm worth the same investment my children are. And um, it took me a long, long time to feel that way because, as you know, you take the food off your plate for your children always. Always. So, yeah. Wow. Think, that's awesome. That's, I, I love that. I love yeah, it. Yeah. And I think every woman in their fifties needs to learn that. Like this is our time. You need to invest in whatever it is that's going to bring you happiness because what, who knows how much you have left. I, I want to be and happy. And take the risk whatever. to yes. invest in it and take yes. the time to, to figure out what is it that you could do now that you should have some extra time because your kids don't need you anymore. Yeah, right. And, you know, sure, you've still got a spouse or maybe you don't, you know, but yeah. And, and one other thing too, that I wanted to mention was, you know, my kids are super proud of all the work that I've been doing in terms of like taking the risks of, you know, going and traveling and, and, you know, working remote and, and, and I'm having a really great time doing that. One thing I've realized through this whole journey is that it's always been me that's had to adjust to that, mm. not them. They're on, like, I can barely get my son to text message me now, <laughs> you know? And sometimes I think what we think as mothers, and we've been these mothers for you know, 20, 30 years, that our kids are gonna need to adjust to me going out at, and going after my life. But in fact, they don't need to adjust at all. They're yeah. on their life already. It's us that still holds on to them and wants to have that same relationship with them. And I, I'm, yeah, it's a little uh, aha moment for me. Uh, and I think that, you know, I, I mean, I've had my son tell me, mom, that's so cringy. Like I did a, t a reel that was like, the, you know, the... <laughs> I'm the rubber band, you're the, the cash, I don't know, whatever it was. And they were like, that is so cringy. I'm like, sorry. I mean, I, this is what oh I, I'm God. doing. But on the same token, like my son is editing a podcast. And so he's building his social media accounts. And we talk about that all the time. And he, he's teaching me things and I'm teaching him things that he doesn't know either. So Amazing. it's open like a whole new conversation and a level of respect 
too. And I think my kids really respect that um, I have a really good business head and they can come to me on those work conversations or questions. I mean, we talk about, I don't know, so many different things now because I have like, I feel like I have a more interesting life now. So we can relate on a whole different level than just being a mom. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that either. If you want to just be a mom, I'm all for exactly. that too. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. No, but just know that now. being a mom later when your kids have moved out is is not the same. It's not yeah. the same. They're not cuddling yeah. you like they used to. Yeah. They're not hanging out with you. They're not texting you back right away. I mean, unless they need money or something, it's hard to get a response. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stacey, it was wonderful having you on the show today. I, uh, I admire your story. I admire your energy. And I wish you all the luck in your oh, uh, adventures. And give everybody uh, your Instagram. Yes, profile. it's S. Panacini. Good luck with that. S. Panacini. <laughs> S. Panacini. It's, my husband told me it's Pan, Ass, and then Edie. So P-A-N-A-S-S-I-D-I. That's how I learned to spell my last name. It's so funny. But yeah, so I, I think on Instagram, it's S. Panacini. And on TikTok, which I'm still trying to really get into TikTok. It's not my big thing. But my son tells me that's that's where you have to be. So right. uh, it's Stacey Panacini on TikTok. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm uh, again. Thank you for 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 coming on on a Sunday to oh, to so record the the session. Thank you so much, and uh, I'm going to continue to watch you and just follow your growth. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. I had so much fun. Thanks, Stacy. Thanks. Have a great day. You too.